Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, yogini, and teacher Sandra Harper. She is a fervent advocate for transforming lives through mindfulness and self-inquiry. Her journey spans over 18 years of practice and a long, happy marriage, nurturing two children and triumphing over cancer, anger, self-doubt, and anxiety. The cornerstone of her teachings lies in the four noble attitudes, friendliness, joy, compassion, and non-judgment. Essentially, she believes that every human is an island of excellence enjoy this interview thank you again for taking a minute out and i want to begin our journey here by addressing what we're coming on the four-year anniversary of which is the global pandemic how did you get through that time period and how did it subsequently change you wow that's a great question (laughs) off and running (laughs) well i I got through it by eating a lot (laughs) cooking a lot and you know (laughs) yes Um, So, and I also, you know, I'm an active meditator and I taught during that time too. That was one way I reached out to the community and taught um, just to help them get free of some of that fear of what might occur and what could happen. And that, that was fun. I was also actively engaged in other groups where I was part of um, people who were teaching too. So that was, that was how I kind of just stayed focused and, you know, didn't, go crazy with all the fear so you probably saw an uptick because of that correct didn't your i mean wouldn't you have seen did you see a lot more people once the pandemic started i saw a lot more people who were how do i put this they were really good students they wanted they really wanted a result they were not there to mess around they were there to really help themselves and they weren't just there to like get the next thing they were actually there to help themselves so let's get to the heart and soul what you do do on a daily basis for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. And one of the kids says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I say, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's go play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a great question, too. So I help people uh, with meditation and mindfulness through a practice called Vishoka Meditation. And uh, that is from the Yoga Sutras, just breaking it down. I've also written a book about how to access these, um, not just Vishoka, but the four attitudes in everyday life, regardless of what's happening to you. And the four attitudes are compassion, friendliness, non-judgment, and joy. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? Oh, wow. (laughs) I wanted to be a model. Okay. Okay. So talk to me about how this became your path. Take me back to where you were born and raised. And how did you get this, this, this way of life to teach others and to help others? How did this happen? Well, um, I've always been a spiritual seeker. And uh, I, 15 years ago, I met my tradition, which is the Himalayan Institute. And um. I had a mentor for 12 years that helped me really just get free of a lot of fear and anxiety and pain and all kinds of things and just being in a group of people. And um, yeah, and I practice and study in India every year. And so. So let me ask you this for the, for the regular person out there that hears meditation, that's never done it before. It's kind of uncharted territory, but it would bring a lot of healing to them. What would you say to them to convince them to take the leap? And how, 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 I mean, 
I think we all have a basic understanding of what meditation is, but I think it's kind of like jazz. People have this misperception of it. They think it's more highbrow maybe than it is, but it's a little bit more elemental. How would you go about describing and helping people through that? I'd ask, well, I'd ask them a question, what they'd want to get out of it. You know, what are they seeking? That would be the first thing. And a lot of times what people say is, you know, I just want to be happier or I just want to be more calm or I just want to have more resources. And so I would ask the question of what they, what specifically, you know, are they seeking through the path of meditation or mindfulness or um, any of those? I'd ask, I'd ask, answer that with a question that maybe would take them a little deeper into them looking inward and saying, Oh yeah, I've come to this path because I want X, Y, or Z, you know? Yeah. Um, and I also, I just have a fundamental understanding that if it worked to be um, mean or to be, you know, hard on people or to be shameful, like if that worked, our societies would be free and happy. Like we know what doesn't work. Right. Right. Yeah. We know that treating people a certain way actually does not produce the result we want. And so I'm, I'm all about, let's get you what you want Yeah. for meditation. What did you initially get into meditation for? What was your, what was your goal? I really wanted to understand how mind and body connect through breathing and how I could free myself. Right. Yeah. of thought loops and thought patterns and behaviors and ideas. I really wanted to apply it to myself in my own life. I, my idea of it is I feel like it would bring a lot of peace. I feel mm -hmm. like there's a level of tranquility that would slow the noise down that's constant and rampant, especially with the culture that we live in in America. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So and it... It's systematic. So it's yeah. not like we just throw things at people. It's a systematic yeah. process. Yeah. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Who's been an inspiration? Uh, Pandit Rajmani Tiganayat, my teacher. Okay. Uh, Blair Lewis. Let's see. Who else? I really like Maya Angelou's writings. Yeah. I think she really, she touches people in a way. She, yeah. So I love her writing. Um, yeah. So if you could meet one person alive on the planet right now, that you find inspirational or fascinating, who would that one person be? Swami Rama. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. I, I didn't want to assume, but yeah. I did. So, so let me ask you this. What is your ultimate inspiration every day to get up, to help people, to evolve as a human yourself? What is the holistic vision for you and what you want to get done each day? Hmm. Well, it's, really important to me to get up and practice meditation and, and calm my breathing. Like just start with my breath and get all the bumps out. Yeah. You know, the pauses, the jerks, the, all of that, and just calm down my mind and then just arrive with my own life force in a way that is nurturing. Like, look, life showed up for me. I'm showing up for life. We are in this together. This is, you know, that is so important. And then I work out every day. I practice yoga every day. So those are really important to me, helping me just um, be able to be there for other people in a way that's nurturing and vibrant. So how do you make that balance? Because you're not just going to a job. Your job is to give others 
what they want, but you also have to take care of yourself. How do you balance that kind of Venn diagram? Well, this is going to so, sound kind of self-centered, but I put myself first and I put my yeah. practice first. Like it's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning, you know, I just go sit or I go move my body and, and I put it first before my family. Because if I'm right inside and, and I'm calm and peaceful or I'm vibrant and happy and I have that to give, you know, then that's what I have to give. Yeah. So I take care of me first. I put my yeah. own oxygen mask on. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. So let me ask you this. What's been one of your best success stories? One of, your, one of the clients that you've had that was really breakthrough that always puts a smile on your face? Mm, so Dr. Um, Carolyn, she is a chiropractor and I absolutely love her. And I love what she said about spending time in the program that I teach. Um, she said it was transformational. She said that it gave her an easy way to be able to practice every day. Like it was just like, I can do this five minutes a day and see massive results. Like that was really great. And she's, she's even said she's still using it. So she's still, it's still through time having its power and effect on her life. Yeah. So now that we've kind of come out of this pandemic, and we're all in a different space. Do you find that we're getting to a, maybe a level of enlightenment as, as a people, a level, a new, I mean, there, mental health is a big deal. Obviously, people are looking for fulfillment beyond just materialistic things. I think there's a deeper sense of us as humans. What do you sense as far as, you know, we're, we're not officially out of the pandemic, but we're out of the lockdown and all of those things. How do you feel as a people? Where, where are we heading? Can you be more specific? Like, what do you, Just where like are we the, heading? Like, like with the people that you talk to and you help, is your sense that people are going for deeper things? Is your sense that we're hopefully getting to a better place through all these things that we've gone through? Yes. I would say yes. And I, the people that I serve and work with are definitely people seeking something deeper. They're not just, you know, they don't just want that surface experience. They're looking for something that they can care, you know, they can follow a path that helps them day in and day out. And I, I think we are, I want to believe that we are evolving as humans. Yeah. And I have a basic fundamental belief that, um, like the Sandalahari says, wave of beauty, wave of bliss. It isn't privileged to be born human. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I totally. So what was the first book that you read growing up that was that you either come back to or that you wanted to read or write? How did that work? What was the book for you? Oh, geez. Well, um, I don't know. I as a child, you mean? Yeah. Or I mean, in, in your formative development of loving reading, what was one of the first books? Yeah. I mean, this sounds funny, but really, I absolutely love the Bhagavad Gita because <laughs> the Gita, and it's just, it's such a great story and it paints really good pictures in my mind of, you know, student teacher relationship and how it works and um, how you can free yourself through those relationships. So I, I really love that book. <laughs> so, so as a writer, what was the first thing that you wrote where you were like, I got this, this is something that makes sense. I can be an author. I think the first chapter of my book, The Four Attitudes, like when I started writing about friendship and friendliness, I was like, man, I got a lot to say here. I have 
you know what I mean? And I, and I loved it and I kind of fell in love with the process of writing it. So. Cool. So let me ask you this of all the things that you've done overcome and become in your life, what are you the proudest of? Well, I'm really the proudest of my children. I love them. (laughs) They're amazing. They're amazing. Um, And I'm really proud of having a 30 year marriage. Not very many people have that right now. Um, But I would say if you're asking about my achievements, um, practicing every day, I, um, and just having that be one of my guides in my life, I'm grateful for that. So let's say we get off this Zoom call and a time machine pulls up in front of your house and you can go, <laughs> you can go anywhere in human history and see one event. Where are you going? Wow, that is a great question. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it is such a fun question. <laughs> you know, I think I would go to the future and I'd want to see if um, the neuronets actually work. That. Yeah, I, I love I love that spin on the answer when when it's like going somewhere that we're not at yet. I think it's fascinating. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, and it and I think that was one of the reasons why Back to the Future was such a fun film, because it was like, wow, that's the future. Look at those glasses. Look at the hoverboard. Look at all these things, you know, <laughs> so it's wild. Um, it is. So at the end of the day, everyone has a perception of you family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What is your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Multifaceted. I think that I have, you know, I'm many things, um, many different um, parts of me exist. uh, And I work to be friends with all of them, right? So yeah. maybe, you know, even on my days when I'm like, uh, yeah. human, you know, I'm like, yeah. Ooh, hello, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. What's, what's your favorite thing about living in Boulder? The mountains. Okay. They're so beautiful. Like, and the skiing is really good here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I always wonder. I went up to, uh, Castle Rock this summer, right outside of Denver and, um, I always wonder when I get around the mountains, cause we don't have anything here in Kansas city. We have no massive body of water, no mountains. It's just, everything's flat. So I always wonder when you live in the mountains, if you ever just kind of get so used to it, it's road. But I, I get the sense that there's always kind of an appreciation I would imagine because that's where you live and they're majestic. They're beautiful. And actually we have a really beautiful view out here in the backyard. It, you know, we have the whole front range and it, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if anyone wants to get your book, hire you, learn more about you, reach out, any and all of the above, where can they go? The four attitudes.com. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's simple. Hey, yep. and, you know, go ahead. And you spell it out. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your time. Best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. (laughs) 